1: In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Our text is taken from John chapter 3, the words of John the Baptist He must become greater, I must become less. Or the older translation, He must increase, I must decrease. I have to begin with a confession. I am technologically challenged. I do an iPad and computer, but let me tell you, I do the absolute minimum, and I got my first cell phone two months ago, (laughs) and it's a smartphone, but I'm not smart enough to use a smartphone, so I use the absolute minimum. I do not get involved in social media. I'm not on Facebook, I don't do Twitter, I don't do Instagram, or all the other grams that may be out there that I don't know about. And I certainly do not do selfies. Now let me tell you, I'm not saying any of those things are wrong because probably a lot of you are involved in that. But when you think about it, that could be kind of symbolic of an inherent temptation. Namely, to focus so much upon yourself that you forget that God has placed us here to put the focus on Jesus Christ. And so we can learn from the words and example of John the Baptist today. As you know, John was the forerunner of Jesus. And he was the media darling of his day. Everybody knew who John was. Everybody wanted to go out and see John, hear John, because he was exciting. He had big crowds. He had name recognition. He had it all. And they would sometimes say, well, who are you? Are you the Christ? Absolutely not. I am not the Christ, he said. And then suddenly, Jesus appears, beginning his public ministry. And what does John do? He says, look to him. He tells his followers, no, look away from me now. There's the one you have to follow. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There was no ego problem with John. There was no whining about how he lost all of his crowds. He knew his purpose, to point to Jesus Christ. Now, if ever there was one who could live a life focused on self it was jesus after all he is divine he deserves to be but that's not the life he chose rather he humbled himself he emptied himself of the trappings of his divinity so that he could live a life of servanthood a life of serving the father and a life of serving people that's what he was about He was about people. He was about sinners. He was about reaching out to them. Everything he did in his preaching, his teaching, his miracles, his conversations, even his dinner parties, everything was about people. And because he was all about serving others, he was willing to pay the ultimate sacrifice for people, to lay down his life, As a ransom for many. Yes, there was no thought about self. Not even on Monday, Thursday evening, in the Garden of Gethsemane. He didn't say, hey, wait a minute, this isn't good for me. No, he said, not my will. It's not about me. It's about the Father's will. It's about saving sinners. Not my will, but thine be done. Do you honestly think that on the cross he had thoughts of what's in it for me? If those were his thoughts, he'd have jumped off that cross in a half a second. But those were not his thoughts. His thoughts were for sinners. His thoughts were, Father, forgive them. Not just the soldiers and the Jewish leaders and everybody standing around. I think on the back of his mind he was thinking of all of us. Father, forgive them. Forgive them. That's the kind of life he lived. How different it can be with us sometimes. We take the words of John and turn them upside down. Instead of, he must become greater, we think, I must become greater. Jesus must become less. It's very easy to focus our life about self life about me. Hey, look at me. Aren't I handsome and beautiful? Hey, look at me. Look at what I have. Look at my house. Look at my car. Look at my job and occupation. Look at what I do every day. Hey, the focus is on me. Isn't that great? Do you honestly think that's why God put you on this earth? you think that's why God placed you in his kingdom? So you could say, hey, look at me. Are you kidding? He put us here to put the focus on Christ. To say, look at him. And yes, it can happen to pastors and teachers and church workers and leaders as well. They too can fall into that same temptation and trap to think too much about themselves and not enough about Jesus. They can be more interested in building up their own name and reputation than building up the name of Jesus. They too can say, hey, look at me. Aren't I great? I'm the pastor of a mega church. Look at me, I'm on TV. Millions watch me. Hey, look at me, I'm on the radio. Thousands listen to me. Every week, all these thousands Hinge on my every word. Aren't I a great speaker? Is that why God placed you in that office? Is that why God called you to serve so that you could put the focus and attention on yourself? Of course not. God called you into service to serve and proclaim him. That's why today we're thankful that you had a pastor, Paul Strand, who followed in the footsteps of John, that he too knew his purpose and role to show, to proclaim, and to share Jesus Christ. He was here to share not his message, but God's message, to show God's love and mercy and forgiveness. To share God's comfort. You see, a good pastor like Pastor Strand knows he can't solve your problems. Only God can. Sometimes we're tempted to think we can. Some may even think like the old Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mighty Mouse. Remember old Mighty Mouse? Here I come to save the day. No, we don't come here to save the day. Paul Strand doesn't come here to save the day. Jesus Christ comes here to save the day, to save your life. And so Paul, like other pastors, says, here's my role. Let me show you Jesus. Let me share his message. Let me speak words of his forgiveness. Let me speak his words of grace and mercy. Let me share you his strength and power for your situation in life. Paul understands Jesus must become greater. I must become less. And showing Jesus is what Paul Strand is all about. Shortly after my son died, I came to worship here. I sat right back there. I have to say I remember nothing of the service. And Paul, I remember nothing of your sermon. My mind was distracted, except suddenly in the middle of the sermon, I hear this voice from the pulpit. There's a colleague here today who's going through sadness and darkness and my ears perked up and I realized he was speaking to me he was showing Jesus to me in my moment of need he was sharing God's comfort when I needed it and not just then but in many conversations to follow he showed me Jesus From that day forward, he became my friend. And what about you? How many times has Pastor Strand showed Jesus to you? Think of how many times, standing in this pulpit, he has shown Jesus to you. Think of how many times you've sat in his office because you had a problem, something you need to talk to him about, and he showed you Jesus. Think of the times he's come to your home, whether it was for a time of celebration or a time of sadness and trouble. He showed you Jesus. Think of the times you were in the hospital and he came and showed you Jesus. Think of the times you've had conversations with him and he showed you Jesus. Think of the times he's visited your loved one in a nursing home and showed them Jesus. Think of the times he's come to you in a funeral home at the loss of a loved one and showed you Jesus. That's what ministry is all about. He even showed Jesus at L.A. Fitness, which I used to hear about in his sermons. That's what he does. He shows Jesus wherever he goes, whatever he does. And so God sent Pastor Strand, to this congregation to say, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Don't look to me. I can't solve your problems. I can't take away your sin. I can't listen to your prayers. I can't strengthen you. I can't walk with you all the time. I can't defeat temptation for you. I can't walk you through life. I can't walk you through death and take you to everlasting life in heaven. I can't do any of that. But Jesus can. And Jesus does. And Jesus will. Because that's what Jesus does. He saves us. He helps us. He strengthens us. He's the one who suffered and died for all of our sins. He's the one who suffered and died for our self-centeredness. He's the one who suffered and died for our selfie kind of life. He's the one who died for our ego problem. He's the one who died for putting too much emphasis on ourselves and not enough about him and about serving others. Only Jesus has the answers. Only Jesus has the power. Look to him. And so by recognizing 30 years of ministry by Pastor Strand today, we are celebrating 30 years of showing Jesus. Showing Jesus in all the sermons, the baptisms, the confirmations, the weddings, the funerals, the meetings, the conversations, 30 years of saying, look to him. He's the one. He's the savior. He's the friend. He's our God. And that's special. It's always special when you share and show Jesus. But it's not limited to Pastor Strand. (laughs) Hasn't God called all of us to do that? No, you won't probably stand in the pulpit but wherever you go, whatever you do, as God's people, as his disciples, are we not called to show Jesus, share Jesus? It's not so much at, hey, look at me. It's, no, look at him. Look to Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify, let's see, what's that next word? Uh, self. I don't think so. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify God, glorify Jesus Christ. Let your light shine. That light shines in Paul Strand. And I pray it lights in every one of our hearts. So as we celebrate that ministry today, I hope in a way, you're celebrating your ministry following Paul's example. Show Christ in everything you do, in every word you say, and to God be the glory. Amen. In the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.